Welcome to another episode of the Paradigm 132 Podcast. I'm your humble and gracious host, Rashad Horn, author, entrepreneur, truck driver, and forward thinker. On today's episode, I want to talk about an event that occurred on yesterday, September 18th, that affects each and all of us. It doesn't affect all of us in the same way, but it affects us all. And the event that I'm speaking about is the Federal Reserve slashed interest rates. Um... On this particular episode, I want to talk about that event. I want to talk about what the Federal Reserve is. I want to talk about the responsibilities of the Federal Reserve. I want to talk about the reasonings why they slash or cut interest rates. Um, I want to talk about how, does, how it affects um, each and every one of us, uh, along with a few other things. So, um, again, like I said, my motto is each one teach one. So, hopefully, the information that I'm giving... Um, you can go out and look up some of the things yourself. And the better prepared we are in the present, the better off we'll be in the future because we'll be able to, again, look at things that are occurring now and be able to project what's going to happen in the future. So let's get started. What is the Federal Reserve? What is the Federal Reserve? The Federal Reserve, or sometimes the Fed, is the United States Central Bank. Um, each country, not each country, but the majority of the countries within this, in the world have a central bank. But the United States is, is different because it's not, it's a central bank, but it's not referred to as a central bank. It's referred to as the Federal Reserve. And I can't remember, I'm sorry that I don't have the book right here, but it was a reason why they couldn't, well, they didn't name it a a, a bank. They just referred to it as the, the Federal Reserve. But anyway, what is the Federal Reserve? Um, it's the Central Bank of the United States. Um, it is the lender of last resort. Um, if any of you studied some of the things that transpired in the 2008-2009 Great Recession, you'll know that the Federal Reserve um, essentially reliquified the stock market and essentially saved the world economy um, by taking on a lot of debt. Um, it was a lot of decisions they had to make. Um, it's a book that I read that I'm going to do a review on that book, and it chronicles the five five major recessions, well, five recessions that essentially helped shape um, the United States. So I'm going to do a book review on that as well so that um, we can, again, look at some of the things that are transpiring today and see if there are any similarities. And so we all know exactly what it is that we need to do in the future. Okay. So it's the Central Bank of the United States of America. So what are the responsibilities of the Fed? The Fed has three main functions. It has to, well, it conducts the nation's monetary policy. It provides and maintains an effective and efficient payment system, and it supervises and regulates banking operations. Um, for those that live in certain cities, you'll understand or you'll know that the Fed has regional reserve banks in Atlanta, Boston, Chicago, Cleveland, Dallas, Kansas City, Minneapolis, New York, Philadelphia, Richmond, Virginia, St. Louis, and San Francisco. Um, for those that live in those particular um, cities, you know that 
that is a reserve bank. And for those that don't know, well, now you know now, okay? So what is the reasoning for the Fed slashing interest rates and what does that have to do with me and you? Well, for the most part, when the Fed um, slashes interest rates, they do it in anticipation of a potential economic downturn. They're just, they're just using it, trying to prepare. They're trying to get ahead of particular things. And so the reasoning why it's important for them to slash interest rates, for those that have credit cards, mortgage, car loan, anything, we all know that interest is tied to it, right? And so we all know that the lower interest, the better, which means that the less interest I pay, the more money essentially, well, the, the greater value um, I have essentially, which means that I'm not paying so much back to borrow money from some somewhere else. So we all would rather have 0% interest on a loan if we could rather than 10, 15, 20, you know, which some people have. So lower interest rates are better. Okay, lower interest rates are better. So they do it in a move to try to help stimulate growth. Sometimes they feel that things um, get stagnant. And for those that have been paying attention to the news, um, we know about the the drone um, crashing into the um, facility in Saudi Arabia and essentially putting offline a major facility over there. So all of that ties into the global economy, but I'm not, this is not the podcast to discuss that. We'll discuss that on a later pod, but uh, getting back to the situation at hand. So it essentially incentivizes um, more borrowing, right? More borrowing from businesses to the consumer. It incentivizes major businesses because um, maybe they had a, the bank may say, hey, we'll give you $100,000 or, you know, $2 million at maybe 6% interest or something like that. So the Fed has cut interest rates. So now that has gone from 6%, maybe down to two or three, right? And so they say, okay, well, okay, well, we, we need to um, do some rehabbing around the, the factory or we may need to do some employee training or maybe we uh, feel like we want to get some exercise equipment in here for our employees or maybe we want to hire some new employees. Maybe we want to bring in um, some people to motivate you know, the employees and, you know, just all types of things like that are, are bring in or add in a, an R&D department, you know, within there. So that extra money, it incentivizes them to, to get that money. So they're turning around and they're spending that money, which, again, is helping, you know, boost the economy because you're borrowing money and you're spending it to, to um, gain value. So um, for us as the consumer, um I like to use a a true real life example. My wife and I we purchased a home uh, last year, and so the interest rate for a home last year I believe we got the home at four point two percent interest. So it's not too bad. It's not too bad. But now I looked, the interest rate for a mortgage is right at three point seven. And so some may say, well, that's not a big gap, 4.2, 3.7. You know, it's close. But that is a big gap 
because for those who know how a mortgage goes, you're paying more interest up front on a mortgage than you may be paying on another loan, such as a car or um, just a credit card, anything like that. So the bank in a mortgage type of situation, they're going to get their money back sooner. So the less interest you can pay back to them, the better. So that essentially means that if you've been speculating or thinking about pulling the trigger on a house that's within budget, you know, first of all, which is in which is in budget, then now would be a time to potentially look at um, locking in that fixed interest rate at 3.7. I don't know if it's going to go down or it may go back up, but it's lower now. And so lower interest rates usually spark spending. Um, the same can be said for other items that you may potentially um, want to buy. So, um, trying to read something right here. Give me a second. So, also, one of the ways that it hurts you as a consumer is if you have money in the bank. Now, some of us have savings accounts, some of us have interest-bearing savings account, and some of us don't. And so one thing that you know about a savings account, which I try to tell my wife this sometime, is that they, the bank, is a place for you to hold your money, but it's not a place for you to earn anything off of your money. Because this is this is the trip, right? You could you could go deposit, you know, your check, maybe leave fifty percent of your check in the bank. And the bank will take your money and they'll go out and they'll lend it out to someone, maybe for a car, maybe for a house, you know, maybe for a little personal loan for a small business or something like that. And the bank will collect interest off of that money. But you don't, right? So the banks still the banks still have a you know still serve a purpose, but the purpose that they served maybe thirty or forty years ago, maybe even fifty years ago, when you could possibly put your money in a savings account and earn roughly five or six percent interest on your money, those days are gone. Right? Those days are gone. And it's like that because um they really want you to potentially put your money you know, in the market, because the more money in the market, the better they can essentially handle an economic downturn because they have extra money that they say, okay, well, the market is liquefied. So we don't necessarily have to go to the Federal Reserve to get the money in the economic downturn. So things can kind of flow smoothly, but it doesn't always work like that, right? It doesn't always work like that. Some people see the first sign of panic, hey, I need my money out. And for those who have 401ks um, or mutual funds or things like that, um, if you don't know, I'm, I'm going to give you a little information that I that I learned about. Um, for those that know what happened in the 2008, 2009 Great Recession, um, one of the things that, that they put into, um, I don't want to call it law, but I just say put it into writing. During that period of time, again, like I said, 
They want to keep the market the market liquefied. They don't want the mark. They don't want the money to dry up, because in the event a lot of people are selling, but if you don't have anyone to sell to, then the person that still essentially owns that particular stock or whatever that situation is, they're stuck with it, and they may find someone that's gonna buy it. So, <clears throat> what they did was is that. Mutual funds, you could go in and if just say you had maybe $20,000 in your mutual fund. Okay, you could go in and you could get that money out of your mutual fund. And so that was a problem that they were running into because the first sign of trouble, people said, hey, no, 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 I'm going to my mutual fund. I'm getting my money out. So they put into writing now that they can freeze that money in the event of an economic downturn because... They feel as if, hey, we'll hold that money and that'll help the bleeding, right? So, yeah, they can hold your money. And the thing, the way that the person said it that I was listening to when they said it is that they sent out these pamphlets, um, not every month, but they may send them out quarterly. And so it's right there in the pamphlet. But seeing as that we don't read the pamphlets, we won't know that you can't get that money out of your um 401k mutual fund anymore they they put that into law or put it into writing that they're not going to have a situation like that again which they which in financial terms they call it a run of the bank which is one person goes in and gets it people start panicking now everyone wants to go in and get it but then they've lended it out to so many people they can't get the money back in fast enough to give it back to the consumer or the person, the depositor, which is a person that deposits the money back into the bank. So, but again, if you're an investor, um, this may be a good time to maybe get some more stocks because as the, again, like I say, the interest rate affects the stocks. So a higher interest rate kind of lowers your return, but a lower interest rate kind of increases your return. So if anyone follows maybe Warren Buffett or any of these um, big time investors and stuff like that, you know they're sitting on billions of dollars, right? Or millions of dollars just in cash reserves. And what they're waiting for is they're waiting for potential opportunities like this. A potential opportunity where there's a market downturn where people are selling and they can go in and buy them at lower prices. And so once everything straightens out, once the the hurricane dies away, which is what I which which is the adjective that I want to attach to a a run of the market, a sell-off, once the hurricane settles and the sun comes back out again, they may have purchased some stock that prior to the economic downturn was trading at maybe $60 a share. And so during the hurricane period, it may have went down to $20. So in a few months or maybe a few weeks, that stock goes from 20 back up to 60, maybe to 70 or whatever like that. So look at how much money they made just by sitting on, you know, just sitting waiting, you know. Now, some people wait a long time, um, you know, for that. If you're a seasoned investor, you kind of know the cyclical cycle of things like that. Not saying that anyone can time the market, but you can kind of guess it or whatever like that. 
But that's a strategy. That's a strategy. So, um, getting back to the Federal Reserve again. So, if anyone is still following or follows what Donald Trump tweets, uh, you'll know that he tweeted out that he was upset with the Fed chairman, Jerome Powell, about cutting the interest rates. He feels like that he didn't need to do that, that the economy is, is moving at a robust pace, and he didn't need to cut the interest rates. We don't need um, extra money right now. Everything is, is flowing smooth because from everything that I've been reading and understanding, that's kind of a... It's kind of hit or miss, right? It's kind of hit or miss. You you can hit it dead on the money, kind of time it right, or you can time it wrong, and you may have to up the interest rates again because you got which 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 is beneficial because you've essentially got the result that you wanted, and the result that you wanted is that there's a renewed confidence within uh, the economy that people are still out spending. Again, when they cut or slash rates, they may feel like there's a, a warning signal going off. So they'll say, hey, we'll cut it, right? And so one of the people that I I listen to and I've read all, um, four, well, he has five books and I've read the first four is uh, Jim Rickards or James Rickards. And he talks about how the Federal Reserve wants to get the, the rate up, the interest rate up to 3%. And so in the event they get up to 3%, in the event of an economic downturn, they can cut it from 3 down to 1, 2, or 0. And that's the cushion that they need to actually do the job. That's, that's, that's their, method, that's their method, method. I'm trying to say a word I can't pronounce. I'm being tongue-tied. That's the method that they use to enhance spending, okay, and just renew confidence back into the... Um, the economy. Um, another thing that um, occurs and which is bad is the event that they lower the interest rates down. And a lot of people um, say this and some understand it, some don't. At one point in time, I didn't understand it, but I kind of got a little understanding of it now, is that some people ask, well, how can the U.S. be in debt? How can the U.S. be in debt? Um, you know, biggest economy, all this, this, and this. How can you be in debt? Well, allow me to kind of um, elaborate on that. Um, the U.S. borrows. So just like we all have a personal credit score, um, all countries have a personal, well, not a personal credit score, but they have a credit rating, right? They have a credit rating. So if anyone has ever purchase a bond before, you'll know that they have a grading system. They have like um, quadruple A all the way down to maybe D-rated bonds. And so D-rated bonds and things of that particular nature, those are very, 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 very risky bonds. And so in that event, if I let someone that is D-rated borrow money, I'm expecting a huge, huge um I'm tagging on huge interest for risking my money like that. So the U.S. it borrows money, and by the way of it borrowing money is selling treasuries, U.S. treasuries, 
And the U.S. Treasury is considered the safest, excuse me, it's considered the safest investment in the world, the U.S. Or US Treasury is. And so other countries, they go in and they, they purchase treasuries. And when the the interest rate is at a certain level, then they're not they're not indebted to pay back other countries so much money. So they're borrowing money for all types of things that they do in the U.S., whether that's um, a importing goods for us that cost less, which benefit us. So there's some good that come with the, the deficit, and obviously there's some bad. A lot of people talk about the bad without, you know, kind of pointing at some of the good. And the debt, the deficit essentially is kind of out of control, but again, that's kind of above um, what it is that I discussed, so I just want to leave it at that. But in the event that the countries that are buying U.S. treasuries from the U.S. feel that the U.S. can no longer pay back the debt that is owed, they'll stop buying U.S. treasuries. And by buying less U.S. treasuries, the U.S. Um, credit rating will go down. And so right now they have a a kind of a, a, a perfect median. And so some people say, well, why don't they go ahead and, and print more money? Well, printing more money is a signal of maybe of distress to other countries. And so, oh, well, they're printing more money. So that means that the money that they're printing out is of less value. So they'll say, well, I'm pulling out now, right? I'm pulling out because now you're being untrustworthy because now you just print money for the, for the heck of it. And you're going to pay me less money. So no, I'm going to stop there right now. So that's kind of why they just can't go ahead and, and, and pay it. And obviously, um, some of the debt that they've incurred is, you know, they didn't necessarily need to incur that debt, you know. But I'm not in charge of the Fed. I'm not an economist, so I can't forecast whatever it is that they had in their mind to do with that. But um, in closing, um, just just pay attention to this. You know, this is uh, um, big news. Um, in the event that they cut them again, then that means there another red flag uh, came up on on their radar. Another blip on the screen came up to say, "Wait a minute, we're getting a little bit closer." And so, obviously, again, it's again the the hurricane again. The hurricane analogy is starting to form. Now it goes from it being a tropical depression, now it's a tropical storm, and if they cut them again down to zero, okay, now we got a full blown hurricane, right? And so now we are essentially going into a recession um, similar to, well, I'm not going to say similar to what we had in 2008 or 2009 because um, that was bad. You know, that was bad for a, um, a lot of people. And... Some people, when you hear the word recession, I just want to give you the definition of a um, recession. But a recession is simply um, a fall in GDP in two successive quarters. So back-to-back quarters, there was a, a fall or a decline. And for y'all that don't know what GDP is, it's an acronym for Gross Domestic Product. 
and the gross domestic product is essentially the uh, the value of the goods that were produced, right? So a lot of times when you hear about countries, they'll say which country has the the biggest GDP, and that's what that is. How much value is the products that were produced in that year, right? So that's that's what that's what that um, that's what that means. It just means it's a fall in um, GDP, which means that there's not a lot of building going on. There's not a lot of um, investing going on and things like that. People are, are getting a little weary. So again, like I say, they're cutting the um, interest rates to get ahead of that because they know that in the event that the water start getting a little, you know, like wavy, little, you know, a little too treacherous out there, they'll know that people are gonna start instead of taking their money to the store, they're gonna start putting their money in the in their pocket, right? They're gonna start putting their money in the pocket. The rich people are. Because their thing is, well, let me put my money in my pocket. And some of them are banking on, hey, the market is going to go down, so I'm going to go and I'm going to buy them at, you know, I'm going to buy the stocks at a lower price and I'm going to make a profit off of it, right? But again, like I said, it hurts the consumers like us, the people that are not in those particular positions that work for those particular entities because that slows our work down and people get laid off and, you know, people may end up striking or companies, you know, get shut down or like I was saying earlier, um, contractors may have their contract not renewed and so they've incurred a lot of debt and so now they can't pay their debt back and now they have to file bankruptcy. So it can get, you know, it can get real nasty, right? So that's why I said just uh, we need to focus in on it. That was a, a big event right um this isn't the first um rate slash that they've had this year but um i just want to kind of ingratiate you with that information if you never knew what that information was and if and ingratiate you with it if you didn't know that that occurred and so hopefully this was an informative podcast and again if you want to support please um rate it um leave me a comment you know tell me um, some of the things you think i can um improve on or give me some suggestion of some of the things that you may want to hear about and also if you want to support the podcast you can go to anchor.fm and you can financially support the podcast so um that's all i got for you this week i'll be back next week peace